0: Uh, Christian female entrepreneurs,
1: Christian females. And uh, what's the number? What are we, what are we up to more or less?
0: So right now I've been able to impact about 2,300 women.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, And so what, what types of activities do you do to impact? Um, What, what are some of your favorite channels to serve people?
0: I love coaching. I am really gifted at coaching and I can really connect the dots between the mindset struggles that they're having and scripture and help them tie them together so that they can really make a huge shift that's lasting.
1: Mm, I love that. Do you have a favorite scripture?
0: Oh, I have a lot. Um, Probably Isaiah 61. All
1: right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Welcome to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Carissa Quade on today. Um, she is on a mission to help serve, 100, help serve and impact 100,000 Christian women businesses. And I imagine there are plenty of male businesses. Businesses like mine that will be impacted by her as well as she goes about that service. So, um, if you're in, if you're a Christian and you're striving to grow your business and understand how business growth and finances go hand in hand and are supported scripturally, this could be a phenomenal episode for you to listen to. We're also going to talk about redefining wealth um, and, and what wealth means um, as a as a system of abundance for our lives. Uh, before we dive into that and we dive into uh, Carissa's story more in, in depth. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to some of the systems and tools and people that help uh, our growth at First Class Business. So Cold Click is the entity that we use for our LinkedIn automation. Um, with LinkedIn automation, why do we do it? Um, one, we, we know that at the top of the business funnel of marketing, there's this giant thing that people forget called distribution. Um, and distribution is supposed to be again the largest part of the funnel. You're supposed to be getting in front of as many people as you can. That's what allows you to not force relationships. That's what allows you to make sure that you are meeting people in abundance, and then the right fruit comes along at the right time, and you can build a holistic relationship. Where you're not begging people to move forward in business with you. Um, so I'm really happy with with what Art has built over at Cold Click. Um, how they help us, um, you know, avoid. Um, Breaking the rules of the algorithm um, and, and make sure that, again, we get in front of as many people as possible. Um, there's another website up there at the top called Simply Fast Websites. I've um, been very impressed with Shane Michael as a friend. He's a young gun. Um, he's got uh, a long way to go with his business growth. And at the same time, if I were starting my business today, he's probably who I would have turned to. To get my website done, yeah, you, I could build on Squarespace and get some content, con, uh, some uh, some context or concepts of what I want. I could build on Wix or other free platforms to build it out. But when I saw that he was offering websites at $179, I was like, oh my gosh, I spent thousands on my first few websites. Um, I was like, this is amazing that he wants. And he's got this, he seems to have a heart of gold. I say seems, cause I'm very careful with my relationships. Um, you know, and I know that everybody on earth has just as many problems as they do victories. Uh, we're all sinners, we're all saints. So I don't, I don't know Shane well enough to just say, man, he's exactly who I'd go with. But he's certainly somebody whose name i would put in the bucket if you're in that beginning stage of building a business and you're trying to understand how to launch your website then i would highly recommend checking out simply fast websites and what he's up to and seeing if it's something that you can support uh then there's the water project the water project is my favorite charity to talk about um and that's simply because i i just can't take for granted the fact that i have access to water every single day every single moment that i want it and there's people in the world who don't, and that kind of drives me crazy. Um, and so if we have the ability to give $1, or if you have the ability to just reshare this message, um, and help people understand that you can give back in a meaningful way, imagine the generational impact that you can make by helping that community get access to clean drinking water, where it's taking time for them being able to go to school. It's taking time from them being able to, uh, provide for their families. They're usually going to water sources 30 minute, you know, walking 30 minutes to get to a water source. And that water source may not be uh, sanitary as well. Um, and then there's, of course, the community fighting that can occur when there's a line for a water source and you have to wait and you're worried about your sick family at home, etc. I mean, I, I know it's heavy. I know that's deep. Um, but this world is full of heavy and deep that we sometimes ignore. I don't think we should. Um, so you have the opportunity to see the transformation take place, thanks to what the Water Project does in terms of giving you updates of what they've used your funding for. Um, I think it's very neat. If you have a cause that you'd like to see us support in addition to this, don't hesitate to drop that in the in the comments, please, because I'd love to see it, um, and I'd love to to be an advocate for any cause out there um, where we can help the eight billion uh, in the world who need it. So. Without further ado, I'm going to bring one person on who's doing just that in massive ways for you, the listener, those who are entrepreneurs, those who are Christian or understand the value of Christian values. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of content we'll be discussing today that should be uh, extremely beneficial to you. So, Carissa, thank you so much for joining me on Vision Pros Live. I'm happy to have you today.
0: Thank you. And I love your vision for the partnering with the Water Project. I think that's what it's all about with business is to have a business that is successful So that you can go and fund those projects so i i love it
1: thank you i appreciate that um doubling down Woo, got a live supporter on us um so good stuff well carissa if you could if you could help me define for those who are listening a little bit better who do you feel should be listening today and beyond the 2400 business owners that you've already helped with massive impact um who, you know, why should they be listening to you? What, what What is it that qualifies you to guide them on finances, entrepreneurship, and, and wealth?
0: Well, I serve Christian female business owners and entrepreneurs. And the reason why I think they should listen to me is because really my own struggles with money. And, you know, just, I had a lot of fear around money. I had a lot of anxiety around money. In fact, it got so bad that one night, I was on the couch, it was 2 a.m. and every muscle was aching with fear. And all I could think was, why can't I make more money? And why do I feel so guilty for wanting to make money? If I didn't make more money in my business, I couldn't provide for my family. I couldn't put my husband through school. And it felt like no matter how much I made, it was never enough. And I was never enough. I was thinking about money all the time. Was I being greedy and selfish? I mean, just like many of you, I've struggled with carrying so much shame and guilt around money. For me, it was a fear of making money into an idol. For you, it might be guilt you're successful when others aren't, and doubting your value in the marketplace or a fear no one will buy. Whatever it is, especially with Christian women, we all struggle with money. And so I began to study everything the Bible said about money, and over time, I learned a lot of principles that really shifted my view of money. And so that's what I bring to the table, what, how I can serve other people.
1: I love that. Um, to correlate that, one of the best health coaches I've ever met, um, one of the most influential um, is a lady. I'm actually not going to mention her name because I want to spe- steal your thunder. I want to build on what you just said, but she is not a qualified health practitioner. She is not trained on nutrition she had a binge eating disorder problem and she knows what it's like to be there. Um, and because of that, she has this passion about her that inspires people to move the needle forward. And she makes a lot of very certified people upset. Um, (laughs) but at the same time she changes lives and I think that's amazing. Um, and so, so you're putting that into action as well. You mentioned something that, that really talked about, why can I make more money? Why do I feel this guilt? But then you also revealed something vulnerable that I think so many people would shy away from. You said, and I want to put my husband through school. Uh, you know, some people would judge that from the outside and say, well, wait a second. He's the provider. Wait a second. Why, why is that responsibility for you to go through school? I mean, we, we, we to put him through school. We live in a world that that takes extremes and runs with them in very unhealthy ways. Can you quantify for that for us? What? What makes you feel responsible to do that? What drives you to do that? How does that? How does that work? Blow well,
0: that was no, and I appreciate the question. And this was a decision that when we got married, he was in the middle of school, and we agreed that I would work. And uh, this, it's all done and over with now. You know, I was able to save up seventy nine thousand seven hundred and seventy five dollars over time to pay cash for his education. But the thing that, um, you're right, there is a lot of comments that are made when you have a family who makes that type of decision like we did. And I got all kinds of comments on, shouldn't he be providing? Shouldn't he be the one working? And that's part of the reason I struggled with being a business owner and having a successful business. And, you know, because of mainly how I grew up, uh, the culture around me, the the people who were saying that, you know, you should just be staying home and let him work. And I really wrestled with that. And, it, you know, is that okay for me as a woman to be out there making money to be in business? Uh, you know, I had to support my family for a while. Was this okay? And what I found in the Bible was God has given us both men and women the command to be fruitful and to multiply, which is financial terms. That's not just having more kids. And we are both tasked with serving business, partnering in business to serve other people, partnering with God, serve other people, solve their problems and make their lives better. And that is business. And in exchange, God created money to be used in exchange. So when I serve somebody, you know, selling, selling is serving and loving because I'm solving a problem for them. And in exchange, pain is Thanksgiving because now they're grateful to have that problem solved. And so we both men and women have been tasked with this.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, Super, super powerful. Uh, It also says to replenish the earth, um, right? Not replenish the crib. Um, but at the same time, it's okay. Um, like we are supposed to have children and all that too, but replenishing the earth means we're supposed to be taking care of this earth and the people within it. Um, which also alludes to the fact that finances resources are an important way to do that. Um, you also talked about the people who, you know, had their opinions. Um, right. A a lot of them had probably great opinions, but I think it's important to remember, like the crowd will always be louder than Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. We live in a society where the majority vote, you know, is how we, how we go about things for society, but that's, that's not necessarily um, how we should be measuring what type of advice we should take for our spiritual journey. Um, You know, it's not, it's not a popularity contest um, in that regard.
0: Well, there's a lot of Bible verses that are actually taken out of context when you talk about money and there's a handful of them that are quoted. Uh, You know, it's easier for camel to go through the eye of a needle, then a rich person to enter into heaven, sell all you so have to the poor. And these verses, what I've seen in my last 13 years of study, are a lot of times taken out of context and used to keep women especially paralyzed by fear and shame.
1: Hmm. And and you're right. Uh, we I hope we have time to get into some of those verses and break them down. That's one of my favorites, by the way. Um, so probably tag team that a little bit, but before we do that, um, let's talk about your vision for those that you serve um, just to expand it even further. Um, I imagine, you know, you talked about the aches and pains um, that you felt. And I'm, I'm, I think of my sisters, I got five sisters. Um, so I think of some of them um, and, and what I know they go through with their own, who the, the burdens they carry on their shoulders to lift the world. Um, what are, what is, what were you hoping to see these women, these hundred thousand women get to? Um, at the end of their journey or throughout their journey?
0: Well, what I love and I'm so passionate about is just I see God's design is he has created women especially to be extremely generous and to really care about the entire community and lifting the entire community up. In fact, it's been proven that female entrepreneurs who are millionaires are far more generous than males are in their same demographic and when you apply christian values and the desire to really see uh, god's kingdom come and just people being benefited and their lives being changed they have such a heart to get rid of like a lot of the evil that's in the world that's being funded by money and so you have all of that it's already in them but then they're really wrestling with money and with uh being in business and if this is okay and so what I love to do is teaching them how to tap into the power of scripture, actually understand God's heart for money, understand God's heart for business, and how he's equipped them so that they can go out and from every step of the way from how you sell and how you bring in money, how you manage the money, how you provide for your family, how you're generous, this all puts God on display in ways that everybody else will see how blessed you are and that they will be drawn to know God because of the generous God that you serve. And so that's my heart for these 100,000 women is if I can help them tap into the power of scripture to understand what God says about money, about business, about selling, and they can have this shift, they're gonna impact so many people, Jackson, their family, their yeah. community, the world for generations to come. And that's what I'm most excited about. That's what I know is possible and we just have to get the mindsets done in line with scripture. We have to get their businesses flourishing so that they can do that.
1: That's amazing. And you see the you see these women experiencing that transition. How does that transform them personally?
0: I love seeing them. I do most of my work online. And so I get to see from week to week, th- literally their countenance changes and their their physical appearance change because all of this bondage around money, all of these, the shame and the guilt and the fear, everything, it just starts falling off. And so they are just more radiant through the screen and they're making so many uh They're able to come home and now their family dynamics around money change because when you're not stressed out about money, everyone's happier. Right. And then they're impacting, they're able to go out there more confidently and enroll more clients. And they really have a bigger impact on each of their clients that they're able to serve and provide the service in such a way that doesn't like, uh, doesn't, get tied up in like, am I good enough? Is this okay? Is this what are they going to think about me charging? But they're able to serve freely. Right. And so now they're everyone who interacts with that client is now impacted as well. And so it just is such a huge ripple effect. And I can't even really quantify how much of an impact it makes.
1: Absolutely. I love that. I think you did a really good job of of quantifying and painting the vision of that. Um, so thank you. The what about you? What's your vision for yourself? Um, and this can be you know, your vision in the next five months. It could be your vision in the next 50 years, 500 years, your, your call.
0: Uh, well, right now, my main vision is serving the 100,000 women in the next nine years by 2032. And I just want to be able to have a business. Uh, I've grown my business uh, from the ground up. But I think I would like to invest in maybe buying some local businesses and improve their marketing and improve their ability because I don't want to do all the building up. (laughs) But I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to really invest in our communities because there's a lot of business owners that are retiring and their families don't want to take on their business. And so there's a lot of opportunities for us to already come into a business that is you know, they have a good customer base, they have a good profit base, but maybe they don't have the online marketing skills. Maybe they don't have the technology. And so that's kind of a, besides the hundred thousand, you know, investing into my local community and businesses.
1: Very smart. Um, I I had another guest who talked about, I think it was, he's only done a pre-show with us, but he did a, uh, talked about the baby boomers um, and how they're retiring like crazy right now a lot of them are wanting to off, you know, like to figure out, what do I do with my business? Um, you mm-hmm. know, how do I how to make money on the sale of this? Um, I also have a friend who bought a bakery um, and they were just, they were good. They were ready to move on. They had built a great um, foundation of, of savings for themselves. And he was able to buy the bakery at the, with the monthly payment that was, that was almost the exact same as they were already generating for income and so he didn't have to pay for the business out of his own pocket he was able to maintain and then he just made a few quick tweaks to make sure customer service improved a little bit and now they're gaining 10 percent profit and so he bought a business without using any of his own money Mm -hmm. um and there's lots of opportunities like Mm -hmm. that that you're you're, i'm sure you're teaching business owners about Um, and uh it's it's helpful to be part of a a community and mastermind where you've got lots of similar people. I think it's awesome that you built a business model around people who are so similar to you. Um, And you know, why why would you not want to do that with your time? You know?
0: I mean, that's who I can speak the language the easiest. (laughs) I can connect with them the most. And that's what the one thing that I do bring is that connection. Because like you were saying about that health coach, not all of us have uh the business background, but we have the personal victory and overcoming. And yep. that empathy can really connect with clients and really be able to serve them on a powerful level.
1: Absolutely. Um th- some of these some of these individuals are going to face some very dark times as they build. Um, you know, nobody's immune to it, not Job, not anybody else. So what what has been your worst business experience ever, or one that you've assisted somebody through?
0: Well, personally, I you know there's in the early days I invested a lot of money. I didn't have the business strategy. I've had my own business, but it's been a service-based business, and that was a lot easier to uh, build because I was in high demand. But then building an online business, you know, so there's a lot of time. Of investing into the business and not seeing it all work out like you wanted it to, and then yeah. just really struggling like, is is this really what God has called me to do? Am I cut out for this? And I know a lot of my clients really struggle with that too. Uh, but when you talk about money, a lot of things come up. And I have clients, you know, even today we were talking about increasing prices and expanding our businesses. And what came up was some uh, very personal things, very heavy things that they had been dealing with uh, related to money that wasn't really quite on raising prices. I mean, that was the question that started us off. And so I do a lot of really looking at where does that root come from? Whatever is going on like that, that feeling, that guilt, that shame, where does that come from? And usually it's an experience that you've had when you were younger, uh, something that other people have done to you. And so we need to work through a process of forgiving uh, them and and also ourselves and then also seeing what God actually says and then reframing that so that they can move forward in peace and freedom.
1: Well said, Um, we only stop learning when we choose to, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, so I I was doing an exercise on this just two weeks ago. Um, and in the journaling activity, I came to realize that when I won in sports, I was never celebrated. I was always Mm -hmm. the enemy. Um, you know, and, and I didn't have a healthy group of of friends in that regard. We had lots of great things in our friendships, but in that regard, um, you know, if, if I won, man, it was, it was, it was everybody else lost. Um, and that, you know when you when you discover that at 36, um, and you can unlock and say, okay, well, how's that affecting me in today's relationships? Um, you know, it, it helps you climb the mountain to new heights. Um, mm-hmm. You start to realize, like, oh, okay, I can win, and other people win too, um, and uh, I can find relationships with people who also want to see me win. I don't have to work with people who see my victories as a threat to their victories. Um, so I'm glad that you you brought that up and that, you know, the mindset opportunities for growth. Let's talk about your best experience in business. Um, so out of, out of all the many things you've accomplished, what is, what's the one that comes to mind that you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy this happened.
0: You know, I never saw myself coaching and teaching people uh, what I've learned. And so to have all of my own struggles for a lot of years, And then the time I've really put into studying what the Bible says about money and about wealth and about business. And now to be able to sit here and share it with somebody else and see that transformation that happens that I already mentioned, see that ripple effect of impact and generosity. I'm just so humbled that I get to do this. I absolutely love what I do. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity
1: i love that and i and it's cool as i see that you know if you go to if you go to your website um we can see how that's manifested itself and how it's alive and well um so we'll take a look at that while we dive into the next question but i i had to pull that out because you got a lovely brand um you know that's very clear and precise on what you do you can see the joy in your photos um you know i see it in your countenance on the live podcast as well um and then there's just all these elements have built onto each other in such a way that show the depth of your growth as you've learned and you've applied it. And then you've now learned how to teach it to others. Um, It's just, it's just very clear to me. Um, So with, with, and I'm glad you, you hit that as the best experience. Um, What powerful lesson, if there's only one lesson you could share with other visionaries um, who want to learn from your experience, what would it be?
0: I would say the biggest lesson is that there is a lot of answers in scripture if you're struggling with mindsets around money or mindsets around selling, mindsets around business. And for me, the this is where I've had the lasting transformation for myself and for my clients, uh, where I actually can move forward in having, like you said, that joy and having that peace that I never had before. And it's changed my life so much that I would just encourage you. If this is something that you have been trying other money mindset work, other coaches, and something is still missing, I think it's scripture. I think it's the power of scripture to actually transform your money blocks into abundance so that you can create a flourishing business.
1: I love that. Um, it's something that I have been repenting of um, quite a bit, actually. Um, and I'm I'm a big fan of talking about prayer and, and prayer as as the resource. Um, I've heard, and it's somewhat true. When, when we speak to God, we pray. When God speaks to us, you know, we, we read the scriptures. Um, you know, to, so that He He speaks to us. Um, and uh, I don't I don't talk about it with my entrepreneurs enough. Um, you know, and and it's Probably because I also don't do it enough um, in terms of of reading my scriptures. But I I did start reading the Old Testament um, and got myself on a track where I'll I'll read it within six months. Um, And I don't know, it's like six to eight chapters a day. Um, And I'm on a section right now where uh, Jacob and Laban um, have had this discussion over their flocks. And what Jacob, you know, Jacob will basically, what I understood was we'll take the, uh, the, the broken animals, um, the less desirable animals. Um, and then he ends up with this amazing flock because of some different things that he does, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was a really interesting, I was like, man, there is so much correlation with business negotiations, um, you know, and there's so much you can learn from this story about two people negotiating Get into a, a struggle with each other, um, you know, literally like chasing each other down, um, you know, and and like blaming each other for all sorts of things and and how they how they go about their conflict resolution. Um, it's just it's just amazing, like you said, how applicable all the different stories and opportunities are when you when you actually take the time to study it, and if you also um, know how to interpret it or or know how to seek somebody who knows how to interpret it. And that, that can get a little sticky, but um that's where to me the prayer comes into play. Um, you know, like staying, you know, really close to to your relationship with God. Um otherwise you can end up, you know, kind of uh you can you can misinterpret the knowledge, so to speak. Well I would love to hear you just speak on that. What what are your thoughts? How do you how do you go about guiding people as they as they dive into scripture?
0: You know, I've spent a lot of years just diving into this particular topic. Uh, and the, there are over 2,000 verses around money. but there's also a whole lot more like that story that you were just mentioning that also has talks about money and talks about wealth, but it doesn't actually mention it and or state it directly. And so you have to really understand, what the Bible says. So I do a lot of, I mean, I share a lot of scriptures in my programs and I have people who are like, Oh, I love your stuff, but can you not share any scriptures? And I'm like, well, have you seen my PowerPoints? Because I just did one and it had like two pages of references in there. And so when you have to know like the historical context and the background too, that's really helpful. I've done a lot of word studies. I've done a lot of looking at Jewish historical context and ideas and on how things mean and what they mean. And it's just a lot of studying, Uh, but if you go through it so quickly, you don't always know that that actually relates to money or to business. And so you might just skip over it completely. And so it's really taking the time to just break these things down to, uh, I love to teach. And so I'm actually able to take these scriptures and say, this one connects here. This one is, is talking about, um, you know, for example, like the land is often used as a symbol for business. Mm-hmm. And so when you have God saying, I want to bless you and I want to take you into this land with the vines and the olive trees and the grain, the flocks and the herds, those are all different types of businesses. Yeah. But we have to have the responsibility to tend it and to nurture it and to cultivate it. Otherwise, it's not going to bring, bring any profit in. Right. Right. So you have to understand all of this and it's either a lot of study on your own, a lot of, you know, resources and having the discernment to say, is this really what God is actually saying? Or is it what somebody is saying? Mm-hmm. And to know, you have to know the scriptures to be able to be to define which one is true.
1: I love that. Yeah. And to know the scriptures, you have to participate, right? You, you have mm-hmm. to be willing to make mistakes um, to in the process and set ego aside um, and learn just like learning a language. It's, it's really, it's no different. It is a language. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a different language, especially if you're reading, uh, an older version of the Bible, um, mm-hmm. like, like the King James version. But if you're reading an updated version of the Bible, you also have more translation issues. Um, you know, and that's something that, you know, it's like, okay, I, w- I would challenge that people, people need to be willing to find a sense of calm in their life um you know make time for calm and and make time for slowing down to to get those realities i speak spanish fluently the bible is not the same in spanish as it is in english people don't realize that there's a lot of hardcore um certain types of christians that want to want to say it's all perfect um you know or it's it's all translated perfectly and the the context of the message is but there are definite um there are definite discrepancies between different languages. And so as you mentioned, knowing how to how to deal with that. Um, and how do I how do I interpret that? How do I use comprehensive analysis skills, comprehension analysis skills to um, to gather what I'm supposed to gather out of the stories, it can feel overwhelming. But that's where you need the calm. You know, realize you're in you're in a good place, you're learning, um, and you know, all with hopefully with the spirit on this and And, uh, and then it's amazing what, you know, you'll, you'll get the answers that you need for yourself. If you, if you learn to trust your, your heart and mind, what else would you add to that Carissa or take away? Feel free to.
0: Well, and what I see is when women, I mean, that's who I work with when they're like, okay, I'm going to actually learn what the Bible says about money and shift all these things, I see that God is bringing clarity and bringing wisdom and bringing just even a fruitful abundance, you know, with more clients or being able to have the confidence to raise your rates and doing this all very, very quickly. So while some of us have had to go through the whole many, many years of studying it, it doesn't always work that it doesn't have to take that long. It can happen a lot faster it's just you really need to find somebody who is well versed in scripture who can guide you and who can explain these things because if you just read over some of these passages you don't know yeah, without right. diving into it a lot deeper
1: well said um, you know and that's where uh, again uh, so how do you how do you recognize somebody who is that guide how do you know a person's the right guide or not in a, in a book full of warnings about wolves in sheep's clothing? How do you go about recognizing the guides?
0: Well, are they speaking biblical truth? That's a you know, it's hard to know if
1: you can't interpret it. Right. That's true. So, but I, and I'm not trying to challenge you as much as again, expose the reality that, uh, that, you know, there are, there are mechanisms to help us. Um, and just trying to explore those in depth for somebody who may not, May not know what to accept as truth and not
0: well and you have to use your discernment i mean the holy spirit gives us a a check in our spirit mm-hmm. of for example the women that i work with you know anytime like woo manifesting money or even prosperity gospel comes up they're like eh, i don't want to have anything to do with it it doesn't sit right now there's pieces of it that are true, but that's also taken a left-hand turn and gone a different way than what God has intended. Hmm. And so if you have those checks in your spirit, that's an indication like something's not right here. Maybe I need to look deeper. Maybe I need to look for somebody else. And when you see the scriptures being presented in truth, your spirit resonates with
1: that. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's you know, in these elements, they're, they're as long as it's not hurting you, they're healthy to explore. Um, you know, and that's what I think is also sometimes hard for people. Um, we are going to get into redefining wealth in just a second, um, but there's if in my experience, and this is my humble opinion, um, the spirit speak to us speaks to us in multiple ways, but the two most common are in our heart and in our mind. Um, and so that, and that feels and looks differently. Um, men like to say in our gut, um, not in our hearts. Uh, I mean, I feel it in my gut, um, people who are more masculine, but some, so there's, that's not the only entity that speaks to both of those, right? There's also an adversary that exists, um, that's meant to confuse us. And, um, sometimes I see lots of people who get married and end up in extremely abusive relationships. Um, even people who claim they got their answer from God, um, you know, and they, they prayed about it and I'm not saying they didn't get their answer. It's not mine to judge the place, but what I do know is I've made plenty of choices in life where I followed my heart while ignoring my mind. And when I choose to ignore my logical promptings, I'm usually, and I'm, and they're hitting hard, um, you know, soft still, but they're soft voice, but it's like clear as day then I end up making a mistake or on the flip side, if something so logical, makes perfect sense, but I can feel, I'm not supposed to go that direction. And I ignore that. I end up putting myself at risk um, and ending up on a path that, that wasn't as in tune with uh, the direction I should have been going. When I get an alignment of heart and mind, I know for a fact that that comes from God. Um, Again, my own humble interpretation of scripture, but, uh, that, that works for me. And there's times where God wants us to to take chances and I'll use our own agency and and move one way or the other without exact knowledge of, of what he wants for us. Um, but anybody who's listening in my, my hope for you is that you realize that one, I brought Carissa on stage because I value how much wisdom she brings with the spirit. Um, and I value what she's doing to help guide people with the scriptures and, um, you know, I hope that you take the opportunity to really understand that that, that book that's been around for centuries, um, you know, is has core concepts in it, that if we if we take the time to understand it, um, they can unlock clarity for our path of, of success faster than anything else, any of the resources that we have access to. Um, so, Carissa, how would how are we redefining wealth today? What does what does wealth mean to you?
0: wealth i think to be redefined and this is probably not the answer you're looking for
1: i don't have one i'm looking for to be you clear. don't have one All right. <laughs> no <laughs>
0: with women especially i think wealth needs to be in the hands of godly people mm. this is god's design and when we have wealth in the hands of godly people then beautiful things happen uh, we can all agree that sex trafficking is terrible, that people in other countries who don't have clean access to water is also, you know, a thing that shouldn't happen. But what we can do as godly people who are wealthy is we can showcase how God is, his, reflect his character in how we manage it and how we earn it, how we spend it, how we are generous. But we have the ability to be extremely generous in ways that bring his light and his redemption into a world that's really dark sometimes. And so I think that women, we need to have access to wealth to be able to be that generous as well. And then I think you also have wealth. I mean, there's you can have all the money in the world and you don't have the good relationships. You don't have the peace. And you don't have the ability to actually enjoy that wealth. And so we need to partner with God in that. We need to have walk with him because he's the one who gives the wealth. And he's also the one who gives the ability to enjoy the wealth and to have that peace. And so for me, having that wealth is a relationship with God and having that overflow into our into our lives and our relationships, our businesses, our finances, and our generosity.
1: Hmm. Wow, okay. I don't know what you thought I was looking for on it. Um, and I don't, I'm not gonna go there, we're just gonna bury that topic because I love how you define this. Redefining wealth means putting wealth in the hands of godly people. Um, and so, yes, as, as those who've, who've found it um, in, in many sense, it's our responsibility to be that light on the hilltop um Mm -hmm. right to be the candle to help people realize where to go the lighthouse and on the flip side right if you're a godly person um you know and and which means you care about the things of god um you seek after the things of god then it's important to if, if you if you've been burying your desire for wealth or you've been ignoring wealth and thinking it's a vice when in reality it's a resource then you have an opportunity to say you know what Am am I taking wealth in my hands, realizing that there's an abundance of it? I'm not taking it from anybody else. It's available and I need to exercise certain habits, certain disciplines um, and certain mindsets in order to move in, move into uh, benefiting from it. And of course, multiplying it uh, throughout the earth, as you mentioned earlier, Uh, Did I hit that right or, or did I go off course your call?
0: No, you you brought up a very good point. Uh, there's a lot, of whim, a lot of people, Christian people, especially women, especially, who really shy away from wealth. And there's a narrative that it's better to be poor and humble just like Christ was, uh, that his ministry was free, so we should have free services. And when you aren't mm-hmm. accessing the wealth that God intended, as he intended then what you're doing is you're sitting back and letting people who are evil, who have wealth, continue on with their evil things, evil deeds.
1: Yes. And, and we're not, we're not adequately building in what we need to build. Um, anybody, I, I, I don't agree with the whole, his ministry was free thing. Um, and I, I, I understand. I don't think you do either. Um, you know, his ministry was not for, I mean, this is a man who could tell Peter, Hey, there's a fish in the sea over there he's got a coin in his mouth go get it um and and go buy what you need with that that's extreme abundance and power um the ability to turn water into wine the ability to take five loaves of bread and feed five thousand people um you know he had tapped into resources that we can't often even dream to imagine stories that we often i hear a lot of people saying are, are fictional symbolisms that didn't actually happen. They're just meant to, to draw correlations to justify the veracity of the Bible. And I'm like, no, <laughs> those things happened, um, you know, and and, uh, you know, miracles can happen in your life, too, unless you shut miracles down before they happen. Um, so I, I would boldly state that, no, no, he he did not have a free ministry. That's a misconception. Um, you know, again, not one that you're proposing, but one that we're often we need to talk about in the christian circles um and realize like there's there's more to the depth of of these stories that can unlock truth for us if we're willing to dive in so thank you for being willing to dive in today
0: you're welcome yes and the his ministry was not free there was a huge price that had to be paid huge cost to it he paid for it that too and redemption is actually a financial term it means Hmm. somebody who had a ton of debt And some could never could pay it off. And somebody else comes and writes the check and says paid in full. And there is nothing else to be paid. And so when we realize that redemption is a financial term, this applies to our money story. This applies to any mistakes we've made around money and how we handle it. But then also, interestingly enough, it's mentioned several times that a group of women supported Jesus's ministry.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I'm sure men did too. But it doesn't say that, Hmm. and so in that culture, you either had to be wealthy, or you had to have a business as a woman to be able to put that money into a ministry like that.
1: Hmm. Well said. I'm really glad uh, that you closed on the most important topic at hand, um, in my opinion, and and that would be the atonement of Jesus Christ, His ultimate sacrifice for us. Um. And and you're right. Um. He did pay the price. Um. In ways that that we Have a hard time contemplating imagining um we can't but we can be grateful for the the salvation that it's unlocked um for mankind so thank you for for turning to that as the the final thought process carissa if people are um inspired to uh to work with you um and take the next steps where do you recommend they where do you recommend they go to connect with you
0: so i'm at multiply your legacy all over Uh, the internet, but I'd love to give you guys a free gift. If you guys, if something has stirred you up and you're like, I want to learn more, an excellent resource is my faith field abundance guide. It's 13 Bible verses that will really help you think differently about money, think differently about business. And so you can get that at com slash vision pro altogether, com slash vision pro. And that's my free gift to you guys.
1: I love that. That's awesome. Vision pros. So, um, let me drop that link in the comments for everybody real quick. Cynthia might, might beat me to this as well. Um, but we'll drop that into the comments. You have it. We'll also add that to the landing page. Um, so if you're watching this in the landing page format, you can just scroll down to the bottom. You can get access to that link, um, and start studying the scriptures, not from, uh, verse one to reverse 1000, you know, 1000 billion, uh, but going specifically to 13 verses, it can help unlock your knowledge in terms of financial wealth and uh, and growing your business. Uh, Carissa, this has been an absolute honor to have you on the show. I appreciate you being here. And uh, Vision Pros, if you have anything else that you need from either one of us, don't hesitate to comment with a, uh, with a question um, or an observation that you learned today. It might help somebody else to see that comment as well and uh, we will see you guys all on the next show. Thanks again for being here, Carissa.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is gonna get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for